Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Danny and Dusty. Merangatang is going to be a thing. You're not coining anything new. With Danny Meringue and Dusty, the Fan Man Hera. All throws and monkey sounds in there called go. The old like, Danny Meringue pie. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. The Fan. Good afternoon. Hey, welcome in to Danny and Dusty on this Wednesday afternoon. Back in the cage. Not at the fan, Winter Fan Golf Classic out at X-Golf, Vancouver and Tualatin, which was awesome. awesome. It was great to see the, the, the listeners, see you guys hack the ball around. It's a far different experience than you know the, the Fan Golf Classic in the summer. Yes. Where we have to roam around and we only see like one hole and we see you. Really, last year you and I were posted up at, at six at Langdon at, yeah. at six, where we see you at your worst yes. because that is that is the clown hole. That is it's the clown a, hole. Yes, you got the little mound on the short par three. It gets in your head. Some people had been drinking most of the day. Some people mm. just not good at golf. Even the really good golfers, like it's a it, it's that can you have to put it in the right spot. It's, the, it's an imposing hole because if you that's right if you miss, it will be horrible. That's right. That's right. But. I'm still proud of all of you. Yeah. I'm still proud of all of you. No, but we, then, then we get to see like more because in that area at X-Golf, you can just kind of look around from simulator to simulator yeah. and see how it goes. And we see the group in front of us that was just a group of sticks. Yeah, yeah they were. 59. 59. That's like good. Like even in a scramble, that's a good score. That's a really damn good <laughs> score. Yeah, you're getting good shots literally every every time you're going around. Yeah. So it's uh it's great to it's great to see all you guys. I hope everybody had a blast that that was out at X Golf Vancouver and Tualatin. Um because we had a good time as well. Uh without being in the studio does mean we're back on YouTube. YouTube.com slash ten eighty AM the fan. And when we when we go out places going forward, uh we we will very likely be on the YouTubes. We're trying to rectify that situation yeah. right there. So you can follow us on YouTube.com slash ten eighty AM the fan and you can watch. We, did we have a stream up yesterday there, Mr. Rust? No. Okay. So we had nothing. Yeah, we had yeah nothing. for those wondering. I would have our, loved our, it our if cameras it was are just bolted you. down so the thieves can't take them. I was just hoping that it would just be a one, just a, so, just a solo on Jeff Rust, just the Rust's time. face the whole time. You get to just see his how t-shirt. the sausage is made back yeah. there. Him just rolling his eyes, yelling at us, "Go to break, go to break, go to break," which nobody can hear yeah. except for us. But is is a, a common occurrence. And if you were just seeing me just like randomly chuckling, it's because somebody in my ear saying something, and I'm just ignoring him. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, uh, if I wanted to get ignored, I'd go home to my wife. <laughs> as, as great. <laughs> oh, act like you get ignored there. Mm. I mean, we know that, but we get we get badgered. You get ignored mm. when you want to when you want some attention. Yeah. You get badgered when you don't. That them the rules alone. of marriage. That's what we signed up for, brother. We're all in it together. <clears throat> We're my, all in it together. My puppies and my wife both know when I want to just sit in my office. Yeah. By myself. It's just wait. Hey. Wait till you throw some kids in that mix yeah. there. And then they, all of a sudden you're just like, oh, dear Lord. <laughs> Never stops. Never stops. Uh, it is as good as it was to be at X-Golf, though. It is great to be back here in the friendly confines Indeed. of the 1080 The Fan Studios. Uh, special thanks before we get this show on the road to X-Golf, both Vancouver and Tualatin. An awesome time and an awesome event. They The tournaments run as smooth as they possibly can. I didn't hear of any hiccups that we had. Um from the tournament standpoint. Also, Victorico's 
the urban restaurant group, yeah. Pearl Catering, for providing food uh, for all of our golfers. We were well fed. We were fat and happy. Mm-hmm. It was. It was. It's a great event. We one well, two things we take care of: booze, food, yep. and we did both those things covered for the folks. So uh, thank you all for that. That came out in a in a great time. Had by all at the inaugural Fan Winter Golf Classic, which means get ready for this summer now. That's that's right. Number ten, where we might have tenth uh, annual, might have some cart patrols. Yeah, boy. P. Harrison, Will Ortner, they mm-hmm. were really pushing for it. Let us be cart girls, mm-hmm. cart boys, cart boys, cart in, boys in skirts and tube tops. That's and I don't know if there's a demand for that. I don't. I actually, the internet is one hell of a place. Yeah, there yeah. probably is a there. Yeah, there's, there's a, spot, a demand. There's, there's always, a demand. There's always that there for somebody. Yeah, they're just looking for an additional income stream. You know, they're just like, hey. Maybe maybe OnlyFans is in their future. Just saying, you know, Feet Finder exists. You never ew. that I ugh. that it's a thing. Is, mm. I will never not stop being surprised by yeah. Rex Ryan, who's now leaning into it, and making jokes about it, which is hilarious. Yeah, like I mean, I, that's what you have to do. That's right? what I love about Rex yeah. Ryan. The the Ryan brothers are like. Let me make this as uncomfortable as possible. Let, I mean, we can be honest here and say that. Their father groomed the O'Doyles. Oh yes, they they are without a doubt the O'Doyles. <laughs> Doyle rules for any of the young kids out there. Yeah, but they got past the bully phase and mm-hmm. just like just started broing out, yeah. you know. And I love everything about Rob and Rex Ryan. Yes, so thank thank you, buddy. Glorious hair, glorious hair in that family. Rob has great hair. I mean, just, Does he cut it off? I I haven't seen him lately. What is Rob Ryan doing? Probably where chilling. Is, where is Rob Ryan? I want to say was he consulting at was he at consulting at Colorado last year? Um oh look at well hell yeah. He was a he's a currently a senior defensive assistant for the Las Vegas Raiders. Hey. That that is perfect. Yeah. That is perfect. He's a silver and black guy for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's done he's done a great job and then uh before that Baltimore Ravens and then the Washington Redskins. They're living the good life. Yeah. That's a good life they got. Yeah. Yeah. He was a community college coach. One of his early jobs. That's awesome. And that seems very have. fitting. Yeah. Like, they go the renegade route is exactly the, the path they want to carve. I, I like I like where that's headed. Which is a nice little segue to... Uh... Today we'll have legendary tight end coach Ian Carmelo. That yes, we will. He he, uh, he really does. He has that look about him. Yeah, I mean, he a hundred percent looks like a tight end coach. He tweeted that last night, and I was like, "Yeah, that's the most accurate thing I think I've ever seen somebody describe a, a, a picture." Big ups to Blazers Broadcasting for going to the Ian Carmel interview when they did, because it was I right. I saw him down there, and I was like, "That is a long hit." It well, it was the perfect time for it because right it was like DNA. right after they <laughs> I- acknowledged DeAndre Ayton wasn't going to be coming back, and they're like, "All right, filler, let's go, baby. We got a com- we got the Blazers' number one comedian uh, fan." Yeah, because uh, that that interview was going on during live action. Yeah, and he did a great job. He made it entertaining, and that's did, did, when we had Brooke in uh, on on Monday. That is exactly kind of what their broadcast is doing really well. Is that when things go sideways, they're adjusting. they do a really good yeah. job of keeping it palatable and keep making sure that albeit forty nine percent fewer people, but the people that are still watching are engaged and entertained during yeah. the game. And that. The, the, kudos to them. That is, it's easier said than done. It's not an do easy that. feat. Yeah. No, and then when they not. do have good games and the team is competitive, they ride it. They're really damn good. They ride that wave too. So, um, yeah, that was a that was a hell of a thing. But Ian Carmel will be in studio today. He's got a he's got a book. He's got a book, out. and he's, he's filming his uh, his special yeah. here in Portland. Yeah. Which that's I have so many questions about a special. I really do. What, I have what, what goes into it. Yeah, yeah, like how much? How much do you think about some of the things? Like I, I was thinking about that this morning. Of do you just turn into a ball of stress and anxiety? I mean, leading are, up are to you that, directing it. Are you producing it? Are you getting somebody else to do it? What material goes into like it? Like your jokes have got to be funny. Yeah, but like the I order was, that you do them in, the crowd, how they react, which is why you I, I actually have. Know. But th- those are the things that comedians. That's in their wheelhouse. Yeah. 
I've got some non-wheelhouse questions oh. for Ian that I want to I want to ask him nice. about because it, there's like for for example, and I'll we'll just get this one out of the way and then we'll go from there. Room temperature. If it's too hot, you're just up there sweating. Oh yeah. If it's too cold, your your big Netflix special is going to be you and your your you're cutting glass with with hard nips. Which you don't I, nobody wants that. I do. I mean, we've all watched Friends. Yeah. Rachel. I mean, goodness gracious, but at the same time like are these things that he's thinking about going in. And I may destroy Ian unintentionally by asking these questions, mm. but those like does, just just turn him into a giant ball of anxiety. Yeah, are those the things you think I about? I never thought about that. Because I'm I'm going down this road just going, yeah, that this is a big deal. Like anytime you have your own Netflix spe- or special or not even Netflix, YouTube specials now are awesome. The Amazon Prime ones, they've they've they're getting some heavy hitters. They got uh, Nate Bargatze, Jim Gaffigan. Like they're going, all right, we'll get in that comedy game sure. too. Yeah. And you know what is gone? I've gone back and it is a trip down memory lane, but on Max, mm-hmm. like you can get killing them softly. Dave Chappelle, yeah. you can get the George Carlin and Richard Price. Seven the, things you can't say on TV. The Chris Rock, you know, uh, you can get raw and delirious. Mm-hmm. I think on Max, HBO that used to be like where all of the co- kings of comedy went, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not just talking the original kings of comedy: no. Steve Harvey, Bernie Mac, Cedric the Entertainer. I'm talking, DL yeah, DL Hughley. I always forget about DL. Yeah. I like DL Hughley, um, but then like Chris Rock. That's where his his special was, and I remember watching like it was like you had to have you had to have HBO, and you were glued to it for any of the great comedy specials. They were boxing and comedy. Yeah, that's where they made their bones. Yeah, now uh, they don't exist anymore. No, wait, what? I mean, HBO doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it's just Max yeah, now. They, they gave up their name for like the crossover Cinemax name. Yeah. You give them their name for a, 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 a bad dog name? Yeah. Max? Yeah. I had a dog named Max. I love Max. I love Max. How many Maxes do you think are out there? Come here, little Max. He's a good boy. There's a lot of dogs named I Max. I mean, he was no Boomer or Homer or Jack, which were or other dogs. There you go. And then we He's hit, a good boy. That's yeah. right. That's right. Boy, and that's the sad part about dog ownership. Did you see the Daily Show, Jon Stewart? He did his farewell to his dog. No, oh, oh yeah, I'm here yesterday morning. Yeah, you're gonna cry. Gonna you're, gonna cry. Yeah. you're gonna cry. I'm dog guy already. It's very it's reminiscent. Rip me apart. To SVP when he did his. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, and but that's the thing about dogs. You love them so much, and then they die. Like you just go down the list of how many dogs you've had in your life. Mm-hmm. Like as an adult, I've had one, uh, two dogs, and one was in college. Bo Cephas, mm-hmm. who's a good dog. Great, great name. Yeah, that, that's a great name. Um, and then, but you go, you go down the list of dogs. You just have so many of them because they die. I they was, die. I was lucky in that I had Man. two dogs for one for sixteen, one for seventeen years. Yeah, we had basically since I from the time that I got home out of the military till here's, a couple years ago. Here's a little thing: when uh, my parents bought the building that became Helvetia Tavern. Mm-hmm. Homer the dog came with it. <laughs> oh, dog, dog dog came with it? He was a great built dog. Built-in dog? Yeah, built-in dog. He nice. was bar dog. And he was he was he was a great dog. Uh so we had Homer, Jack, Janie, Casey, Boomer, Max, Bo, Harry Fitzgerald. Eight dogs in my life and I haven't had Bro. a dog in a long time. I we had, had like four at a time though. Uh, at okay. one time we had four dogs. I was like, yeah, what kind of lifespans do these dogs live? Yeah, man. And I was like, okay, but if you have multiple at a time, that makes obviously a lot easier. Yeah, but you go through that list and you're like, you become so damn attached to them, and then they just they go on you. Yeah, I, I've all of mine have just lived for like 15 years. That's good. That's yeah. a great run. It's, it's a good thing because I've had to put them all down, and it ruins me for six months at a time. So, mm. uh, yeah, I, I don't. I can't do the the short lifespans. That's that that no that, that no 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 man hard pass <clears throat> yeah. So don't watch the John Stewart thing during the show. Wait till like three o'clock. Yeah, that'll ruin me. Yeah, yeah. I mean that. Uh, for for the listeners, you guys could like in a break. You, you can watch it. Yeah, and then come back because Ian Carmel will be in studio at twelve thirty. And he'll make you laugh. There you go. Like we'll get we'll you bring right. You, bring you right back. We'll bring you right back. I like it. We'll we'll bring you right back. But where we got to start this radio program? 
I thought you had it last night, but I did too. I thought you had it. I thought it was going to be Danny's ultimate victory lap. Uh, then DeAndre Ayton got hurt. Yeah, well. All right, Blazers lose to Miami. That's where we'll start. Uh, they sure flipped the script from what they had on Sunday night. Danny Dusty on the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. When it comes crashing down and it hurts inside. Danny and Dusty on the fan. It is Wrestling Wednesday, too. So get ready, brother. Eat your vitamins. Say your prayers. Tulkamania, baby. All right, Blazers, they put up a hell of a fight last night for a half. It wasn't even a fight. They were winning. They were controlling the game. Yeah, up by 10 at the break. And boy, how quickly it erased when DeAndre Ayton went down with a hand injury. He was a man possessed. And look, this has kind of been the trend that we've been talking about with DeAndre Ayton. Mm -hmm. Uh, When he is on the floor, especially when Ant and Jeremy Grant are are there alongside him and they are hitting shots like they were in that first half. And oh boy, how that floor opens up when they are not going, what, uh, three of 32 from three-point territory. Even though they did... Uh, cool down in that second half. They were what nine of, were they nine of twenty three at half, and then one for one one for nine at, at, in the second half. No, they, were, they missed more than that in the second half. They did, yeah, uh, because I thought they were hovering right around. Yeah, they were hovering right around fifty percent at halftime. Yeah, so no, I think they, they were they, nine they, of eighteen. They were shooting really well in the first half, second and then half, they, they just shot. went ice cold. One of twelve. Yeah, one of twelve yeah. in the second half. So they were nine of twenty-one. And, in and the, the first big half. part of that was once Aiden was out, they just the Miami nine of nineteen threw two guys at Jeremy and two guys at Ant and said, "Hey, anybody else?" And so you had Ant and Jeremy putting up shots over two guys because other guys couldn't get anything done, and that's that's the way that stuff goes. That's that's what smart teams are doing. I mean, Anthony was the only guy who's getting blitzed more in the league right now than Anthony is Luka Doncic. And that's partly because that Ant can't handle the physicality of two guys, you know, pushing up on him that far out. He's still working through that. And the other part is they want the ball out of his hands. They want they don't want him being the guy that breaks them. And Tumani had a great game last night, probably his best end-to-end game of the season. But, I mean, everybody else, you, you look at the box scores, man, and it's they didn't get any help from anyone. It was Aunt Jeremy, D.A., Tumani. That was yeah. – after that, you're just kind of like – I mean, they tried to give Duop a chance. The, he starts the second half. That was The yeah. idea was like, hey, let's try to stretch the floor here. And Wop just couldn't hit threes. And defensively, he's just not there. So they and, go with Jabari instead. And I would now we're a couple games into Duop Reith. Uh, he's, what, 0 for his last six from beyond the arc. And uh, he's my green light. I, I Every time he gets the ball, I say, shoot, just shoot. Duop Reith has that green yeah. light in my mind at all times. I'm not going to change that. No, that's what he's supposed to do. <laughs> but no, it's not falling right no, now. No, Chris Murray's been out there, and he's he's got some confident stuff with his three right now. Defensively, he was really good. Decision making, he was really good. Uh, he's got he he's got a hitch in his shot right now. A little hitch in his giddy up, and we would go over six from the field last night. Look, I, look let's get down to what the people want to hear, though. Mm. What in the world happened with you? Mm. And the Miami fans on Twitter. 
and uh, the media that you have been you've been at war with not, for almost a year now. Not it's much. been nine months. Yeah, honestly, it was pretty. They couldn't say anything in the first half because you blocked them all. No. Oh. <laughs> They just couldn't say anything at first. They had nothing to go. What are they going to say? Yeah. The, the, the Heat trade package had six points. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler Hero was not on the Tyler floor. Tyler Hero was a DNP. Hawkes <laughs> was cheeks. Jovic was non-existent. They finished with 15 points. Like, yeah. That was the thing. Yeah. It was like, Tumani Kamara outplayed the, the Heat trade package. So He, he did. And they, they, they and that's re- a, That is like the ultimate just like... Let's go. And then you saw DeAndre Ayton also in that first half. It was like yeah, things are things are working yeah. out in that regard. Yeah, everything was, was long fine. term wins and losses. It's not. No, it's not. But, but there's, last night, there's far was, other greater issues yes. for this team. And last night, there a few started to chirp after the game, and I was like, I, I, I thought about the uh, the last dance. You know, the Michael Jordan with the baseball bat and the cigar. It's like I was chirping. I was chirping all night, <laughs> good, bad, or otherwise. Because it was it, anybody can chirp while you're ahead. You get zero zero. You know, that's when you got to do it. It was one. Of, I was really pulling for you at halftime. Mm. I was like, "Oh God, this is gonna be. He's gonna be up all night. Mm. Like I, he'll just pull an all nighter, just making sure that when everybody wakes up on the East Coast, it's all there for him. They're we, all gonna be there. Know, and he, and you're gonna remind them. Stay through the fourth. You're quarter. gonna remind them throughout the course of the night. Mm. Hey, I just want to circle back to. Everything I said while you were in bed. <laughs> Good morning, Miami. Yeah, I mean, they wouldn't be there for the fourth quarter. Dang. You know but yeah, the, the the bigger issue or the bigger problem now at hand is how serious is DeAndre Ayton's injury. Because, uh, look, the quote-unquote lost season stuff, I don't know how much I lean into that, but you can make a case for it with Shaden's injury, with Ant missing 20 games. With Brogdon still out. Brogdon being out with Time Lord getting hurt. Like, it's just everything that you wanted to see, you re- you haven't – Scoot being out. Like, it, you just haven't gotten any consistency. This is more of a natural tank than even last year was when – Oh, yeah. Dame, no, this, this, is just, this is just happening. That's what it is. <laughs> um, but if DA's injury is relatively serious – I'm not talking like surgery, but like he's out for three or four weeks – at that point, why, why not shut down Jeremy? Why not shut down Malk? Why not shut down Ant? And then let, let all the kids just go. Yeah. I what? Well, I mean, the reason why what, you don't do it is because you can't do that anymore because league rules. But there's legitimate reasoning injury wise. Yeah, why I mean, these Jeremy's been would. dealing with a back. Obviously, Malcolm's dealing with his elbow. I mean, it, it's not hard to find those. I'm not. I'm not saying do that right now. But if it comes back, the DA's banged up is going to be out for any consistent amount of time well i think then you go to all right this this now turns into don't come back until you're 100 no however long however long that is if it's three to four weeks then maybe it's five weeks because you just sit there and you say yeah make sure you're 100 we don't want to push anything back and i think that's what you're going to see is a lot more caution which is what they're doing with scoot so uh, chauncey bell was mentioned before the game that scoot was out hasn't done on court stuff Yet they are being violently careful with him because of there's now been five surgeries on the adductor groin slash uh, injury. There's an outside chance that he does play on this upcoming road trip, probably the last game in Minnesota. They got two in Memphis and then one in Minnesota. Um, but I would imagine if he doesn't play in Minnesota, he plays when he comes back. Like it's not like they're being careful, but they're not. They're not like uh, he's you know it's uh, it's a little bit of a problem. It's there. They're just slow playing the living. That Jesus under life. 28 and a half is, is looking a lot better now. I told you. <laughs> Remember, we picked our second half lines. What was it, seven and a half? Seven and a half wins yeah. in the second half, and I told you under? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Let's talk some more Blazers. Indeed. It ultimately will happen. Uh, but he's also got a special that he is filming in Indeed. his hometown, right here in Portland. Mm. And he's also got a book coming out mm-hmm. as well. It, Ian Carmel, the pride of unincorporated Washington County, joins us oh, in wow. studio. Just couldn't say Beardton again, next. could you? No, it's no, you. because we all know what it is unincorporated Washington wow. County in that area. You know, wow. you don't have city police coming. You it can't. is the count. It's, mm. it's the Washington County Sheriff's Territory over there. You just there. don't want to get ganged up by Beaverton once more. It's a weird little triangle there. Not Hillsborough, not Beaverton, not mm. Portland. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll yep. see what he has to say about it. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's the city taint right mm. there where wow. you have a Portland address, but you're definitely not in Portland. I guess it's fitting that I live there. <laughs> Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Ian Carmel in studio next. First, Jeff Russ with SportsCenter. 
This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. On Wrestling Wednesday, uh, we are bringing in Ian Carmel, comedian, hometown hero, Blazer fan. And yeah. you come into ravishing Rick Rude, too, so I think that's good. It's perfect It's perfect for me. When you got a body like mine, there's no Indeed. other intro music. Now, have you guys gone through, have you drafted your top wrestlers on All Fantasy Everything? We have not. That is one of those, there's a oh. few topics we have that are like in this golden cage where we're just waiting for the right guests mm. to come in and do it. Yeah, that is one that will be must listen. Yeah, you ha- that will be a is that huge like, hit. You get Dame on for that one. And do the wrestler. I would. Lo- I would love to get Dame on there. Yeah. I would love to get a former wrestler on there. Mm. I would like. It's just. I grew up a wrestling fan. Yeah. I was a big Razor Ramon guy. Ooh, that's a good one. Back in the really? day, say yeah. hello to the bad guy. You yeah. were a heel. You like the heel. I huh? love that dude. I still remember him pulling up the uh, the padding. Next to the ring and doing the razor's edge. Oh yeah, like on the concrete to people. I love that dude. I remember Lex Luger. Lex, Lu- Lex Luger. Lex Luger. Yeah, yeah. Not, Luther. Not, Luther. Not, Luther. not Luther. Not Luther. Yeah. C- completely different, non-trademark infringing name. Lex Luger. <laughs> uh, pulling the body slam on Yokozuna, man. I mm. loved it. And then I kind of weirdly I fell out right before the NWO stuff. When it just absolutely exploded, exploded, yeah, like pre. I, I was the out, attitude era. The attitude era. Yeah. I was out before Stone Cold, but my older brother loved Stone Cold. I start. I got into Star Wars around that era, so I uh, went into a much sadder nerd zone. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think everybody around our age, though. I think that there is there's some tangential thing. There, everybody had an addiction to wrestling at how, some. How point. could you not? Yeah. And I, I see it now, like with my son who's seven. Yeah, he it's, it's, is it's coming back. It's come. Yeah. He is. He is now starting to get into it, just because inherently boys are dumb, and we just want to throw our bodies into things. Mm-hmm. And you see grown men doing it, and you're like, whoa. I mean, South I Park that. nailed it, where it is like it is a soap opera with a football game yeah. happening in the middle yes. of it. You know, it's perfect, dude. It weirdly, it's also. It's, there's something beautifully American about wrestling. I'm about to go on some weird tangent now, but like, even in a, in in the way it's offensive, it's also kind of progressive in a way where I'm like, <laughs> before there were before they were drag queens, you know what I mean, all over yeah. Bravo, like mm-hmm. in movies and stuff like that. I remember seeing Goldust for the first time. Yeah. Dudes wearing makeup. Dudes wearing makeup. And yeah. like Goldust specifically, and just having that normalized for me and just being like, that's the kind of person that there is <laughs> yeah. out there. Yeah. yeah. No, no, it makes sense. Like you think about now, it's like it's the ugly side of this is Vince McMahon having to step aside because Absolutely. of stuff. But, yeah. um, you know, he was pushing uh, Tori Wilson, who's one of their more stunning wrestlers of all time. Yeah. Remember, that was the big shock is when she kissed another woman on TV. Right. Like, which is, it's, which like, I'm sure. Which like, she was not thrilled about doing, and no. she was kind of forced into it because of her contract. Like, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like, weirdly progressive, but doing things maybe the wrong way. In an evil way. Progressive in an Progressively evil, evil. But when you look at Vince McMahon, somebody who dyes their mustache like that, yeah. that's an evil man. I was yeah. going to say. That's an like, evil man thing to do. Quite literally twisting his mustache as he's coming yeah. up with these plot lines. Also, H- so much HGH. So, oh my God. So much HGH. More HGH than man at this point. Yeah. 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 His body looks probably looks like cheap pork. You and, know what I mean? If you were to slice into him, <laughs> which is might be one of the greatest and saddest reasons why, as kids, we only had wrestling like once or twice when we were growing up yeah. here because they mandated steroid testing in the WWF. They, they, right. WWF yeah. was like, "We're not going. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're just we're just not going to come anymore." Exclusively then. high flyers. You yeah. know, it's like Rey Mysterio fights Rey Mysterio's trading partner live at the Memorial Coliseum. <laughs> they just said, "If we can't have that, we're not even." Well, gonna it, was, come. It, it, it actually was that too because as soon as the band came down for it. Woof. Oh, yeah. Monday right Monday Night Raw Memorial Coliseum. You're like wet muscles. Yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's well, also when I started doing stand up. By the way, oh, nice was when the steroid the band steroid band came out. I was like, finally, and then you're like, yeah. I'm in. I'm in. I can finally start performing. Now. Yeah, you do have a special coming up, which is a really cool yeah. thing for any comedian to have. But to do it in your hometown. I think that probably means a, a little bit more for you with what's coming up. What March twenty third at Revolution Hall? March twenty third, Revolution Hall. Uh, first show sold out, but we added a second show, and uh, there's still tickets to the second show if you're trying to go. But yeah, it me we when we I was talking to the label, and we were looking at a bunch of cities. We were thinking about like Nashville or or Madison or like New York or L.A. Austin. 
which are all like wonderful cities that I love. Performing. Everybody seems to be going to Nashville to do these. Are the shows just like set up really well there? I think there's like, I mean, they're like from Tennessee and from Nashville, so they're like uh, they're they're drinking and they're fun and they're crazy. You yeah, know that, what I mean? Okay, so, like, so the crowd's always I, always on. I think you listed yeah. the drunkest cities in America. Yeah, that's Madison, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah Madison definitely. In <laughs> Madison. I mean, I could just yeah. name every city in Wisconsin. Yeah. Every time you look at that list, it's like Milwaukee, Madison, <laughs> Eau Claire. Like it's every single city in Wisconsin. But uh, but there are also people who go out. They go see live shows. Mm, so it's yeah. like the kind of place where even if you don't have a big draw there, they're like, we'll go see the comedy show. Sure. Uh, but for me, like once I started like looking at the material I was doing, I was like, oh, this is all, you know, when I first started conceiving of the special, I was like trying, I was like, let me do a greatest hits because mm-hmm. I haven't put out an album or a special in like a decade. And then I started like putting it together and writing more. And I was like, oh, you know what? That's not what I care about right now. Let me just like, I'm writing about getting older and like, uh, and and what that feels like, starting to feel like more conservative as I get older. <laughs> where, where like the kid, like I don't know if I'm that's happening to me or if the kids are just going so far left so fast that I'm like, yes, I got yeah, both. both. Like, like, <laughs> I got yelled at at a dinner party for saying the word unhoused, like yelled at, dressed or saying the word homeless, like dressed uh. down in front of all these people. She was like, uh, it's unhoused, like just like j- like jumped on me. And your eyebrow twitched. And my eyebrow twitched. I was like, <laughs> I was like marching in protests. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like five, ten years ago, I was like a full blown communist, and now I'm getting like yelled at at a dinner party. I'm like you're eating feta and uh, like you know Oreschietti pasta too. All right, <laughs> you're not Che Guevara. You're also here talking about shows that are only on HBO, yes. a more expensive version of cable. So don't get on me. Uh, but anyway, so like I started, I was like, this. Also, is it's I... not conflict free food that you're eating right, right now. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of conflict. <laughs> had to happen for you to get this. That almond milk that you're drinking costs like 165 gallons of water. So yeah. like lay off. Well, let's chill. Uh, mine is one cow. Pump full of hormones like a WWE wrestler. Um, like a good true American. Like a good, like Lex Luger. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, I care more about this stuff. I'm going to abandon the greatest hits. So I haven't done this hour in Portland. It's my favorite place on the planet to do stand-up comedy. I think like... We have this reputation nationally for, well, for first of all, being a burnt out husk full of Antifa super soldiers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Pulling hand crochet guns on people. It would be kind of cool if we did have like Winter Soldier. It would be amazing if there were, yeah, just marching around. Like, you know, you have to play a little game like, "Mm, do I take that route today? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to run into you to the Brute Squad. (laughs) Instead, people think like it's dangerous to be here. It's mostly dangerous to merge in traffic. That's like the worst (laughs) thing that happens in Portland. But, um,. This is this is like my fa- people here aren't as uptight as people think. There's definitely a contingent of sure, like yeah. people who are like a little bit overly woke to the point that it's annoying. But for the most part, people are smart, down to earth, salt of the earth, like people with good senses of humor. This is the city that raised me. Beaverton is the city where I was unincorporated Washington nah. County. There we go. <laughs> nah, nah. Beaverton, Oregon. So we had Gulliver in here, and he was getting triple teamed by three Beaverton high guys. Yeah, Beaverton high guys. I was just sitting over here being like, I'm technically from Hillsboro, where, (laughs) you know, you guys just took a dump on us, like, (laughs) in everything. I, Westview is in Portland, but I am from, I grew up with a Beaverton address, so I come by it honestly. Oh, so you're on on the south side. I'm on the south, I'm loyal to the soil. There you go. Uh, You know, Somerset Meadows, if we want to get real specific. (laughs) Oh, I know exactly where it's at. yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm in there. My my kids play Somerset West soccer. That's right. Yeah, that's I bet right. they get. Uh, I bet they win actually pretty handily. <laughs> the, the kids are anything like the ones I grew up with. Uh, same uniforms as they had back then. Oh, it's just no. a, oh, fantastic. A, a, the exact same ones. Yeah, like full of lead and rayon and all those things. <laughs> um, but so man, I just like I was like, if I can do this in Portland, I want to do it in Portland. I've, Revolution Hall is where I performed the last like five times I've been up here. I love that venue. So it was a no-brainer to me. I like, And also, this is the only place where people will pay to come see me do stand-up comedy. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's a... That's that's, a uh, I feel like that matters. That's the other part of it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> how, much, how much thinking outside of, like... I was thinking about this today. How much do you think about it outside of, like, the actual comedy? Like, you are a comedian. Yeah. So you are, like... You're trying to get your material right and yeah. be up there for an hour, record your best stuff for an hour... 
How much of the outside stuff do you have to think about? As a preface to this, he's trying to induce anxiety. Oh, okay. no, yeah, that's yeah. not that's not <laughs> true. I just was as I was talking this out, I was like, I don't want to turn him into a ball of anxiety well, over this. Well, what do you mean exactly? Like people showing up, or like what the stage looks like? Oh, Would no, you very like my list? Things. Yes, I list. do. I, yeah. I, here's my list. Okay, please. Do you think about like room temperature? Because if it's too hot, you'll start sweating. If it's too cold, you're nipping out. This is why it's good that I'm doing it at Revolution Hall. Yeah. I've performed there so many times that I know, and I've like I've been lucky enough to sell it out every time I've done it. I know what that room is like when it's completely full. Yeah. They always nail the temperature. My nipples are always on point. And if I am nipping out, good. I know I have like little covers I can put over. Okay. I, yeah, the makeup kit has I have makeup, I have pasties, <laughs> I have I have artificial nipples if I want to uh, nip out and okay. I can't get it up. I've got everything. I'm nice. prepared for every contingent. Being in Portland, do you have yeah. to be conscious of your shoe game? When you are doing a special. That is something. The outfit is something that I'm still. Still working through? Still working through. Okay. Because it, outfit is a big one because like if you watch Raw or Delirious, yeah. Eddie Murphy is in a leather suit. And it breaks and it my heart that he did that already because I want to wear a leather <laughs> suit, but it's like somebody's gone and done it already. But you can also pinpoint the exact like month and year that those were filmed based on the type of leather suit he is wearing. <laughs> yeah, 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 and yeah. so do you want it to be something where it's like, oh, he definitely made that in 2020. You could tell the exact moment he wore it by carbon dating the cocaine in, <laughs> yes. in the leather yes. of his jumpsuit. Um, I The shoe game is something I keep in mind, but I'm turning 40 in October. You know what I mean? So it's like I've got a garage full of sneakers that I feel like I can't wear anymore because that are a little too – flashy for like a 40 year old yes. white dude who yeah. looks like the dad from Bob's Burgers. Like <laughs> I have a limited range of what I can get away with so You're trying... speaking to a man wearing Crocs right now. Right well so... okay but those are like Crocs are like fashionable now. Yeah tell my wife that. Alright I will get her on the horn we'll call her up we'll have a, uh, a, a Croc fashion uh, uh, what's the intervention um, so I, I'm trying to find the right pair of New Balance. I'm trying to find the right pair of the right pair of 550s. Yeah, 550s that yeah. are flashy enough, but don't make me look like we're not a, going monotone. Like, we're going like earth tones. We're going some earth tones, okay. some jewel tones, like a little yeah. pop of color, and then like pants that uh, flatter, and then like a shirt that uh, that like you know d- doesn't pull too much attention away from my beautiful face. See, those are the things that I just wonder about because comedians, you guys, uh, like comedy is. Is what you do. Yeah. But when you go through like a, a big special, it's so much more because There's, everybody's watching. Well, you even have to worry about like your outfit compared to what the uh the background, the, the, the background yeah. is, yeah. right? Like so the curtain behind you, if you're wearing a color that looks bad with that or even worse blends in with it, then all of a sudden that's something you have to consider. So I'm on Floating like calls head. right now with the label, with the producers, like I was wondering, so you have somebody else producing, you're not yeah. producing it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, this company called 800 Pound Gorilla, who, like, they do, like, Kyle Kinane specials, yeah. they do a lot of, like, great uh, stand-up comedy specials, so I'm working with them, but you're on calls, like, okay, so they have three curtain options, so we need to know your outfit, and I don't know my outfit mm-hmm. yet, so I'm here in Portland, sales tax-free, trying to figure out what that nah, is, right. Yeah, right now. Um, you're but, getting into the employee store. You're going to the Columbia employee store. You're, right. you're just going to all of them and just just getting the lay of the land. In there, right trying now. to say like, "Hey, if you sponsor my outfit, <laughs> upwards of sixty people will see me wearing this." <laughs> nice. You know what I mean? Please, like, get behind me. We can work on a sponsorship opportunity. <laughs> I love it. Well, that is March 23rd, where you have two shows now. That's right. Yeah, and uh, that is this this the special that is a decade. It's been a decade since you put out an album. A decade. I put out this one called 9.2 on Pitchfork that I did at uh, Mississippi Studios uh, for like a decade ago. So this is my first one since then. Yeah. I've been in the lab writing late night for too long. I'm ready to get out there and do my own thing now. Now And then you also um, have a book coming out. I do. And I I want to talk to you about that. And Ian Carmel is going to stick in studio with us for a little bit longer. Actually, we're going to hold him hostage, and he has no choice. We We barred the door. No, the door. I see that right now. There's armed guards outside. (laughs) There you go. He he's going to stick around, hang out with us, uh, because he's he's our own. He's our own. He's one of us. And we do need to talk some Blazers. We do need to talk some. I was at the game last night and at the Charlotte one, so I'm ready. Okay. Uh, Ian Carmel in studio. This is Danny and Dusty on the fan. It's time for a pro football report. The inside story on America's favorite sport. Brought to you on the fan by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh, human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. If you can get a franchise quarterback, if he turns out to be a franchise quarterback, it'll be a good move. I mean, we got criticized a little bit for how much we gave up for Josh. 
And I'm like, well, if he doesn't work out, I'm not going to be here anyway. And if he does work out, nobody's going to give it. That's Bill's GM, Brandon Bean, on the move to trade up and, and draft a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of teams. We were talking about this yesterday. You could see 11, 12, and 13 with Minnesota, Denver, and Las Vegas all trying to make a push to jump up and get one of these quarterbacks in the NFL draft. And that's the thing is if you if you feel confident about it, you go and make the move. If not, well, you sit back and then you watch other teams be successful. Put them on the table because you're either <laughs> going to get fired or nobody's going to care. Yep. This Pro Football Report brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh, human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. Ian Carmel is in studio with us. He has a uh, second show that he's going to be, he's added to his stop here in Portland, March 23rd, Revolution Hall. Uh, going, You can get tickets right there on iancarmel.com, right? Uh, no, not on iancarmel.com. Oh, Go do good. my... Instagram or Twitter, or go to Revolution Hall's website. Perfect. Uh, and it'll link you right to it. Awesome. Yeah. Um, you also have a book coming out. Yes. Uh, it comes out hardcover. It's called Jim. If I Did It. It's where I speculate on if I was the one who committed the O.J. Simpson murder. <laughs> okay. So it's just like how I would have done it as a seven-year-old if I was in Los Angeles at the time. At the yeah. time? Boy, that With giant gloves on. That's right. Yeah, huge Bruno Molly shoes. Yeah. yeah, they would not have fit in the opposite way. They would have been far too large yeah. for well, you. Well, nobody hands. knew I was there, and that's yeah. what made it the perfect crime. You just had Mickey Mouse hands, right? Instead, people were like, "He's go. at Bethany Elementary School right now. How could he have murdered Nicole Brown Simpson?" But I did. Uh, you also have, I guess, another book called a T-shirt Swim Club. My second work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, your your second work that that's coming out. Second foray into the literary world. That's right. Yeah. Which is it's a, it's a really cool idea because you didn't just do it by yourself you wrote a book with your sister yeah i wrote it with my little sister so it's called t-shirt swim club and it's 13 essays about i'm i'm fat now i remain fat but i used to be much fatter i weighed like Mm. 420 pounds of my heaviest and i was that big for a couple of years uh but i was a fat kid i was a fat teenager fat young adult fat adult like fat every step of the way uh so i wrote 13 essays about that uh kind of a memoir and essay form where I talk about being a fat kid, fat in high school, dating while I was a fat dude, uh, and then also about like losing weight and the reality of that, uh, and then also like maintaining the weight loss and stuff like that. This isn't a weight loss book, but it's more of like my experience as a fat person. Uh, my little sister has struggled with her health related to her weight as well. She lost a bunch of weight the same time I did. Uh, I dealt with being fat by becoming a stand-up comedian. She became a clinical psychologist, so she's a doctor. Uh, and I would write these essays, and then she responds to them. So you get, like, the funny, and then she comes in after and says, like, okay, here's how my brother is absolutely full of it. Here's what, like, <laughs> was actually going on. Here's what people go through when, like, here's what life is like for fat kids, and here's, like, some strategies to, you know, help yourself relate to them. So what we kind of wanted to do was, like, as a fat guy, the dream was always, like, if I could only find a fat doctor, then I would start going to the doctor, mm-hmm. right? Because when you're fat and you go to the doctor, you could walk in with a samurai sword sticking out of your torso, and he'd be like, you have to lose weight. You know, I'm like, okay, but what about the sword? He's like, let's do the fat thing first. Like, it doesn't matter. And, uh, and, like, then you don't go to the doctor. You're full of shame. You never think about it. You stick your head in the sand so you don't have to deal with the actual health implications. At least that's what I did, you know, until it was like- You tugged the shirt. I tugged the shirt, right? Exactly. We talked about this in Vegas. Right. You, I would pull down on the shirt. I would try to make it long enough to cover my belly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it waited until it was almost too late. I thought I was having a heart attack. I was standing on the street with 911 dialed into my phone. Where I'm like, if my heart slows down at all, I'm not going to hit it. And I didn't hit it, but I went to the doctor that night. I had a blood pressure that started with 200. Whoa. You know what I mean? So, like, I was like, oh, my God. I really walked up to the, you know, cliff's edge here on this one, and I almost waited until it was too late to actually do that. So in this book, we wanted to write, you know, for people who were fat kids, who are fat adults, who have fat people in their lives, or even if you just, like, want to read a funny memoir, but we wanted to be something that, like, comes at you with, like, empathy and understanding, but also humor and intelligence and and not like this kind of where it's only body positive, where it's like you're beautiful no matter what. You are beautiful no matter what, but also... And you can be fat when you're healthy, but we wanted to be like, listen, there are health concerns that 
can be part of this, and we need to be real about that as well. Mm -hmm. But we need to be real from someone who's gone through it, yeah. not some doctor who's had a six-pack since he was rowing at Harvard, you know? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Well, you come into that, and, and selfishly, I've always wanted to write yeah. a book. I'm, I'm a terrible writer, but I've always told you know my wife, like, oh, at some point in time, I want to like have something that I can write about. Yeah. And I'm just like, what was that, that process for you when you just, like, I know you write jokes and you write comedy and, yeah. you, and, you, and, you, and you, you write for Corden for what, seven years? Like, uh, yeah. you, you write religiously. Right. But it is a different thing to write that. It's an entirely different process. I was lucky because I wrote for uh, the Portland Mercury for a few years, so I was used to like churning out 500-word columns, mm -hmm. but then this is like, hey, 100,000-word book. That's kind of different. Yeah. yeah, right, exactly. They call write, like writing, selling a book, uh, it's like a pie-eating contest mm -hmm. where the prize is more pie. That's what <laughs> writing a book is, where it's like, did you enjoy that? Because that means you just get to do a whole lot more yeah. of it. Um, but I, to be honest, I loved it. I really, really loved it in a way that I didn't think I was I was going to. But you know, you 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 sit down at a coffee shop and you open your laptop. Did you, you did you do the coffee shop? I went to a coffee shop. Yeah, yeah I can't write at home because my Xbox is sitting right there. And <laughs> I'm like, that's a fair temptation, dude. It's so real. I'm like, I, I could take a little break three hours later. I could what finish. The hell I could finish this chapter on how fat bastard you know made me feel as a little fat kid, mm -hmm. or. I could take the Blazers to a championship, mm. you know, with Scoot as a rookie. Like, it's like one or the other thing. So I would have to go to a coffee shop and write. And uh, But you'd sit there, and like, luckily there's great books about writing. And Stephen mm. King has this one uh, where he says his rule is he writes 2,000 words a day. Yeah. No matter what. He doesn't write a word more. And if he finishes a book 400 words into it, he writes the first 1,600 pages of the next book, right? Oh. So that's a little crazy. I didn't quite do that, but mm. I was like, I'm going to, every time I sit down to write, I'm going to try to get to 2,000 words. And you kind of like sketch an outline for yourself. You're like, I know I want this chapter to be about my time in middle school when I had a gym teacher who made me run the vault. I went to middle school, what? Meadow Park Middle School, and we had this gym teacher who was this dude like from the 70s, mm -hmm. mustache, super fit, like tight t-shirt, tucked into sweatpants. So you right now. It's me right now, right? Exactly. Yeah. But like fit, like really fit. <laughs> he could probably do like a back handspring like in his 60s. Oh, God. But he was like this guy who he's like, I'm going to treat all the kids the same, and that includes fat kids, right? Mm. In an effort to be like, you know what? That's not an excuse. I believe in you. You're going to do it, right? Mm. So we had this like, you know, a vault, like yeah. a gymnastics vault. You run down a runway. There's a springboard, and then you go over this vault. I weighed 320 pounds in middle school. I kept telling him, I don't think I should do this. For me and for you. And he was like, no, no, that's no excuse. Everybody runs the vault before the class is over. So it kept dragging on and dragging on and dragging on. And every few classes, he was like, you ready, Carmel? I'm like, I'm not doing it. I choose not to run, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and by the end of it, it was like, at first it was like funny. And then it kind of got embarrassing because he was like all the time. And it made me feel alone and it made me feel isolated yeah. and i was like i'm the one kid in this class who he keeps picking on to do it mm -hmm. and eventually he wore me down towards the end of the class i was like you know what fine fine let's do it i'll do it and he's like great i'm gonna stand on the other side i'm gonna help catch you and guide you to the mats i'm like okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh no oh no yeah so this like 160 pound you know what i mean like gym teacher is standing there on the other end all 320 pounds of me comes rumbling down this you know, this, this seems like the scene out of old school, dude. It was like that. <laughs> Come rumbling down this like this runway. Mm -hmm. I hit the springboard. I am like launched into the air. It feels amazing for like a moment because I'm like flying through the air. I feel like the spruce goose, and I lock eyes midair. I swear to God with this gym teacher, and it dawns on him for the first time what he has conjured. This thing is the math upon principle of mass times velocity right. squared, which is has like all of a sudden landed. All the <laughs> clapping and the and the good intentions of the world cannot erase physics. So a three hundred and twenty pound matzo ball of a missile is like careening towards him, and he can't get out of the way. And I hit him so hard, he goes down like a guess who tablet. Like he's on the ground, like flap like that, like that fast, and the whole class is clapping. And I stand up, you know, and like they're cheering, and I'm cheering. And then he blows his whistle, and he's like, class dismissed. It was amazing. And, and he, he had to pack his, not only himself, but his pride up in a way that he probably did not anticipate. Right, exactly. And I, I like to imagine he didn't make the fat kids run the vault after that. Like, hopefully. But it was like, 
You know that so that's like a funny story from my middle school, but it's also about It's also something that, very it has a lot of clarity in your life. In like, a lot of clarity in my yeah. life. And it's also sometimes a way that like society treats fat people, which is like we we expect that uh they will bend themselves to the world rather than the world making room for fat people, mm. where it's like you know, that was on a vault in a gym class, but it's also airplane seats. Or it's I was like, going to ask you, is there, do you have a, 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 an essay on the airplane seat? There were too many to pick. Like two, I didn't write an essay about it because it's okay. just like, I mean, I think I mentioned it in a few yeah. different ones, but like, oh my God. Because that's the one. That's the one. Yeah. That's one of the big ones. I always thought, by the way, like I'm, I'm hygienic. Mm-hmm. I smell good. Like I'm a better person to have next to you as a fat person than some skinny dude because I like my entire torso is made out of memory foam. It's like cuddle <laughs> you, up. You just kind of dig in there a little. This bit. This doesn't yeah. have to be weird. Yeah. Take a nap. You know what I mean. Uh, R- wait, rest you, your weary. Not a lot of nerves in there. Yeah. No, snuggle in there. Then like the grab a handful. <laughs> yeah, go to bed. <laughs> I think it's a, it's a great concept for the book too because you get two different ways of approaching the same thing yeah. right with your sister mm-hmm. who yeah. gives you the clinical side of it and it goes through it but also the human aspect of how i, I think a lot of people address it and think of of weight loss yeah. I, I think it's 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 a great idea for a book and Thank now you. now that i'm finding out it's inspired by stephen king and it i'm assuming yeah. uh it, it's even more <laughs> it's even more just the writing process <laughs> there are no scary clowns in this book i, I guess me i'm the scary yeah. clown in this book yeah uh, well i i look forward to it june is, is june 11th it comes out okay. we're gonna have a big uh release day thing at powell's on june 8th so actually before it comes out but nice. They knew I loved Portland so much that they were like, "They did a special release. There. We will let you release it early, uh, a few days." And uh, now I already tried to sell you tickets to a show, but if that sounds like a good book for you or for anyone in your life who you'd like to like hand that book to and be like, "Hey, like you know, I think this might be something fun for you to read." Uh, pre-orders help a lot, and you can go to like, you know, Amazon or 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 Barnes and Noble or any of those, or my I would prefer you go to like Powell's or Bookshop.org. You know, in order so it goes to like a local bookstore. But if that sounds like something you'd like, there's an audio book coming out uh, as well that I read. Uh, hardcover books that you can get and pre-orders help a ton, uh, which would be amazing. Are, is your sister going to be on the audio book? Yes, or she is. You, okay, okay, because no, I didn't no. know if you were going to <laughs> imitate your sister's voice. Oh, good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Do you maybe do your own personal edits to what she yeah. said yeah, about yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah, as, yeah. as well? So what he is actually trying to say here <laughs> is. <laughs> Maybe now I will. I'll be like, I don't know what happened to your session, Lisa. Maybe they canceled. Oh yeah, yeah, I don't know. Just keep checking your email. They're gonna, they're gonna gonna hold you you any minute. There you go. Uh, You want to talk some Blazers? I would love to talk some Blazers. But Ian Carmel, you've been been in game for some, or you've been in town for some fantastic, some real corkers. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, and you were the human detour last night. Of the basketball game, yeah, and I don't know if you even knew that you were. They're like bad news. DeAndre Ayton out. Good news. Here's Ian Carmel. Yeah, Look. God. I'm like, can he go in and take some minutes from Dwight Reed? Like, <laughs> turns out no. I had no idea because I was in the arena where they're not like, hey, Ayton's not coming back. They don't tell us. So you just you're like, I boy, I hope he has diarrhea. And that's why he hasn't come out yet. <laughs> Because like it all fell apart when he didn't come out. Uh, we'll talk about the Blazers, the future, and how uh, Blazers' number one comedian fan feels about. Well, you're the number one celebrity fan at this point. Unless you can get Katie Lang on the horn, I think it's me. Ian Carmel in studio next. Danny and Dusty on the fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.